0: hello and welcome to the show your parents the pta and the wokies don't want you to hear the helios blog today sneeko brutally attacked by destiny about his relationships let's get into it the reason she's alone is because she's difficult
1: women are not accepting the bare
2: minimum women fuck men they respect all the women who say things like i'm strong independent i don't need no man like y'all impress me
0: women just gaslight each other and say what they want to
3: hear when you've had it in you know because you kind of put a lot of your life out there so one of the questions i've got them in a random order so we'll just kind of bounce around but like you put a lot of your life out there for mm-hmm. people to see and speak about why did you decide to do that in the beginning and have you ever regretted that or do you think there's a benefit to putting a personal life out there?
4: um i mean initially my thought was that like um i'm a pretty open person and nothing really embarrasses me so i don't care um yeah and then no and t- agreeables. okay
3: I was just going to say, has that always been the case?
4: Yeah, I don't know why. I'm just just kind of the person I am. I just don't care much um, about, like, uh, I'm a pretty, like, internally driven person. Like, it's not much to embarrass me, like, as long as I feel pretty comfortable with myself. I don't really care much what other people think. Um, In terms of how it's worked retrospectively, I think it's probably gone pretty good. There's, like, there's pros and there's cons to revealing a lot about yourself, you know, on one end, obviously people can attack you with a lot, but on another end, it um, people get to see a lot and they get more attached and it makes you seem more authentic, yeah.
3: Mm. you you kind of have that way of managing it where they might have ammunition, but you do seem to just not really care about it, so if they do attack you on a personal level, it's almost as if it doesn't affect you so much. And maybe people that keep it more private, it affects them more if something comes out. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's a double-edged sword.
4: Like, because I'm so comfortable having everything out there, it doesn't bother me much. Now, if I was more private, it would probably bother me. But since I'm so comfortable having everything out there, it helps me navigate a lot of really technically or a lot of complicated, um, like online situations. Uh, j- just because everything's already out there, this sounds so silly, but it limits the leverage that other people can have over me quite a bit. So, for instance, I just got in a huge fight with like a guy called John Zerka and then, um, an impressionable young adolescent. Best pubescent teenage boy uh called sneeko
0: <laughs> okay there it is finally the attack has begun
4: and one of the advantages <laughs> that i have is that like both of these guys are obviously they say one thing and they do a lot behind the scenes and both of them will say things like oh like i can leak a lot of stuff about this guy i'm gonna ruin this guy and i was like you can't there's nothing you can say about me because everything about me is public already anyway so it limits people's ability to kind of like threaten me or fuck with me and
0: Oh, I see. So Sneeko is a little boy now. Well, again, I've called him the leaf that blows in the wind. So, you know,
4: and it gives me the upper hand in a lot of those types of online, like back and forth spats. This is like drama oriented, not like serious political stuff. But it just that's a that's a helpful thing, I guess is my way to look at it. Yeah.
3: Does the drama side ever interfere with people's perspective on your politics? So if you're putting forward a point of view and you want people to respect it and understand it does that drama side ever affect that sometimes
4: yeah probably i mean everything is a double-edged sword you know like i catch some people with some content and i probably turn away people with the same content so it's oh. just a matter of balancing like what kind of audience do i want what kind of audience do i not want yeah
3: yeah yeah i think i noticed that the way i'd see it is that yeah, know i think you putting all that sort of stuff out there makes me trust your what you say more, it doesn't really... It, it just sort of makes me think you're a truthful person so you tell the truth about things, whereas that is the main gripe I have about a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. I don't like the more conservative right-wing side is that Yeah, things like, I, like I, I come I mean, out about them. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, you know where I stand. Like, if some people's like, oh, like this guy does open
4: relations and blah blah I was like, okay, sure, but I mean, like, at least you know where I stand. Like, I don't lie about it. I'm not out here.
0: Yep. Exactly. C-star C-K. Anyway. Let's do the shilling, hit the like, hit the sub, hit all for notifications, drop me a donation like Hunter M, Adrian R, Tom, and Bobby, shout out to you, most recent Patreon subscriber, thank you, go buy my books at bit.ly slash books, um, the most recent purchaser was Curry Kid. thank you, my Patreon is patreon.com slash the blog, share this video, support me on the podcast by scrolling down, uh, after clicking the description link to support the show, okay, shilling is done, let's continue
4: here saying like i live one lifestyle and i i do another thing or i'm out here saying like oh like me and my wife have a perfect relationship like <laughs> yeah we fight all the time over shit, right so there's not like anything that yeah, yeah. can ever get leaked whereas other people will definitely make, like i do drugs i'm i fornicate in an un, or not i shouldn't say unethically but like i obviously religious people would have <laughs> gripes with a lot of my lifestyle but um
3: yep. sneaker.
4: yeah but i'm like i'm really open about it so it limits the amount of exposing you can do about me you know
3: yeah because i mean yeah it's funny all the people that do talk lots about relationship management they tend to be very private, on the right wing, sort of red pill side, Mm -hmm. they tend to be very private about their relationships and then something comes out like the Steven Crowder thing or whatever, whatever. Yeah. You you can make of it what you will but it's like they they put on this, they present their perspectives on relationship and they sound very good sometimes. Mm -hmm. Then yeah, when something comes out it really is more damning whereas a lot of these times, a lot of I've noticed is these people put their prescriptions of relationships. So they say, this is how a relationship should be. They'll look at someone like you and they'll say, open relationship, this means blah, 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 blah. Yeah, open
0: relationship. So a man like Destiny, he could have just had a one-sided open relationship. He's a multimillionaire. He could do that. And he could find a girl that would, that would agree with that. Does, your, your girl doesn't need to sleep around with other men. For you to enjoy those benefits because you have the benefit of being a high value man girls can't replace you so
3: relationships doomed to fail etc um but then they don't really show the fruits of their ideas so they'll ha- they'll talk about all these relationships they have and how the dynamic is so good and blah 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 mm-hmm. but they'll never really show you that relationship and it makes me always think it's just cap like when i hear uh, John Zerka talking about relationships, and <laughs> I don't know how much of him is a character and how much of him is a real person. But yeah, he um... almost
0: certainly John Zerka is a character. He's doing it for likes, clicks, and views. Almost certainly, most of what he says is probably a lie. That would—that's my um, instinctive impression. I think it's—I think it's all a lie, personally. Though he does have pickup videos. So, uh, I, I do think his ability to get girls is very good. I, I, do, I, I don't think that's a lie. But again, when you're 6'5 and physically fit, I mean, like, and, and you have a little bit of charisma. Like, it's it's not, you know, girls see you as chad, so it's easy to get laid. Well, I mean, for a man. Compared to a girl, it's very hard to get laid, even if you're John Zirker. But, you get what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, to me, it's just like it's really a fun thing to hear you talk about that. But I know for a fact that is it's not how you're gonna ever get married. You're never gonna marry someone with mm-hmm. the perspective him, Sneeko, these people have. So, uh,
0: actually, that's not true. Uh, if if they have enough money, no, they they could get married if they wanted. Yeah,
3: no, yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, okay, okay. If there was a girl that married Pablo Escobar. There would be a girl that would marry John Zucker. You see. If one is a
3: little bit worse than the other. Just just a little just a little bit. So I want to get into let me have a look here. Yeah. Now I to say that people on the right, despite, you know, differences of opinions, those people seem to be able to hold friendships with people they disagree with better than those on the left.
4: Um, you can probably disagree with people opposite. Mm. But um I don't think that I, I don't think that you can, um, people on the right hate each other. People on the left hate each other. (laughs) Um, but it's easier to maintain cross political chasm friendships because you expect people to not like each other. Like arguably for like me and somebody like Sneeko, um, it's easier for us to maintain a sort of friendship because we know there's like a mutual level of like disrespect than it would be for me and like another
0: leftist. Right now. Interesting. Also, uh, destiny admitting that he's a leftist like again well i guess he's appealing to a certain kind of audience right by by being the way that he is so again it's it's for money right like i'll bet you that destiny is actually quite rp but he's using his debating abilities and so on he's a he's machiavellian right he's playing both sides effectively
4: obviously like Sneeko, you can cross boundaries and it goes too far but it's i think it's easier for people to keep politically differentiated friendships than politically similar ones because the closer you are the more likely you are to like purity test or do crazy shit like that
3: you know that's interesting yeah because i noticed the those guys here definitely like the red pill people they seem to genuinely like you as a person which is i just i just uh, find it surprising
4: that really depends on who you talk to myron i respect as a person because he's Despite how much I disagree with all of his lifestyle, like he is very professional, he is very courteous. Like he's not going to do weird shit. Like he's he'll, he's pretty upfront yeah, with everything. Um, a lot of the other red pill people are teenage girls, like uh, Rolo, MLD, Donovan, <laughs> and Sharp, dress Pearly thing. So I would say the majority of the red pill people probably don't like me right now. I I'm, I do okay, okay in their communities, but I hate most of these people are children.
0: Interesting. Again, these are ad hominems, right? But I assume in the dealings with people.
3: And that's one other bit I wanted to talk about. So do you have any opinions on like the wider masculinity type of movement that isn't Red Pill? It's people like... Uh, There's a guy called Corey Wayne, a guy called Attachment Allen. These are people, they talk about maybe masculinity and femininity as energies. They don't necessarily get so into, like, men need it's to be ours, like this, though. women need to be like this. Talk about it more in maybe a hippie sort of sense of, like, there are these two energies that people, uh, you know, resonate with. And they sort of teach what masculinity means to them and stuff like that. Do you, do you look into that sort of stuff? Have you ever read that? No,
4: like- usually as soon as anybody's talking about masculinity I start cringing. Um,
0: but, I mean, there might be... Right, right. Because, I mean, Destiny isn't exactly the paragon of masculinity, right? He's he's not physically fit. Uh, and and even his way of communication... Like, like he's based his entire career off of communication, which is... I mean, it is feminine, right? Uh, ironically, I mean... It's not strictly feminine, right? Like the ability to communicate well has been a, like an important skill for leaders for generations. I just think that destiny as a person needs to work on his physical fitness in order to inspire a wider audience. Although I guess he's he's inspired a very wide audience already. So what do I know? He's, he's um, not the sort of man that I would want to emulate personally, is what, is what I'm saying. But what do I know? I'm, an, I'm a man in a flaming mask, so.
4: Good guys out there. Just, most of it is just like so like, I don't want to use the soy shit and say like toxic, but like most of it is toxic. Most of it is like a really poor understanding of like what masculinity is. Um, it's kind of funny. And I don't know if they're changing their stuff.
0: Masculinity is protection and provisioning. It's the ability to protect and provide for your family. That's what masculinity is. Being strong, being competitive. Um fighting against the chaos of the world, accepting suffering. That's masculinity.
4: Stuff so, for maybe just listen a little bit more closely. Uh Tristan Tate just had a debate with um some vegan guy yesterday and he summarized some of it too, where it's like the idea like men eat mean and blah blah blah, and it's like this is masculine. Like, a lot of it's just like cringe and stupid, I think. Men need to be ready to kill invaders. Like this is just dumb shit that doesn't <laughs> apply to like ninety nine percent of people's lives ninety nine percent of the time, you know.
0: Uh, I mean, again, I disagree. It's, It's not just the ability to hurt invaders, right? Although that is an important thing, because again, the world isn't this like safe, perfect place, right? At any point, the world could begin to collapse, and if you don't have the ability to defend yourself, then everything you have will be taken from you, right? So, it's it's just something that's good to have, right? But with regards to men must eat meat and things like
3: this, come on. You know, like these are ridiculous things. I think you'd find quite an interesting book called The The Way of the Superior Man. It's not really any uh, okay. of that sort of stuff. I've
0: read this book by David Data. So the the book is about um, you know, it's effectively platitudes that men can use to to uh, you know become better men. It's it's uh, RP adjacent.
3: I've I've read it. It's more just about um, maintaining. It's maintaining like polarity in a relationship, yep, but yep. not in the kind of red pill. You need to be submitted to me. It's not that kind of angle.
0: No, that's not true because polarity implies one is the leader and one is the follower. So so it, it doesn't like it implies submission by by the woman or you know submission by the man but then the woman takes the man's role that that's talked about in the book as
3: well i'd be curious to hear you talk about that because i that's the one area i don't feel that you touch you've got the red pill and then you've got like the soy takes but there is a middle ground where people kind of talk about masculinity and femininity that's called purple pill right but purple pill is still blue pill maybe a modern sense Maybe, yeah. I'm just yeah. curious, yeah. yeah be I don't know how to, like, curious.
4: actually change people's behaviors. And so much of that, for me, is so much like a, um... It's so much like a vibe or a feeling.
0: Like, I can usually... That's womanist, or... It's hyper-modern to talk about the vibe or the feeling.
2: Um,
4: anyway. ...figure out, like, how confident or masculine or whatever a person will be. Probably talking that for, like, 30 seconds. There's just a way that people carry themselves. And I don't know how to, like, tell people to change that. Like, it's hard to no. imagine. Like,
0: there is a way... Um, it starts with body language, right? An upright body posture, uh, your shoulders are out, um, and, uh, you know, physical fitness actually helps with this to carry you properly and to make you unafraid. Basically, a person, uh, like a man who's masculine, is going to be unafraid of danger, right? Unafraid of conflict, not an easy target. They're, they're not always smiling, they're not always open, they're not always agreeing, these sorts of things.
4: Like if I start chatting with a dude and he's like,
0: hey, my name is Baba. Yeah, um yeah, Yeah, <laughs> uh, so what's that? Oh, I forgot about the deep voice thing as well. Uh, unafraid to take up space in a room, unafraid to project their voice, unafraid to, yeah, th- This this kind of thing.
4: I should, I'm even making fun of the voice, but it's not even really the voice. It's hard to communicate. There's just some people that you can just tell immediately.
0: Destiny has such a voice,
4: and I don't know how to change her. Whatever, that's why I typically I don't
0: venture. I I know how to change it. You speak in your lower register, and how do you do that? Well, if you put your hand on your chest and you feel your chest vibrating, it means that you're projecting from your chest and not from your nose. Right? That's the that's the idea. Um, you need to speak slower with less ums and ahs. I mean, you notice I do have occasional ums and ahs in my speech, but it's rare. The point being, it's better to pause than to say ums and ahs. And when you're in a situation where you're talking to people, you want to stand tall and not react emotionally to things that are being said to you. I don't mean be an emotionless robot. I mean have less affect, less emotional reactivity to things. Generally, the person that has less emotional reactivity to things is the person that's the dominant in the relationship. Generally. Okay, let's continue.
4: Entry into those fields um, because I, I, don't, I don't even know what like advice I would give to like, how do you like reform yourself as a person? I know it's not by obsessing over what is masculine or feminine. Like I know that.
0: again, that's misconstruing the RP. The RP isn't obsessed with what is masculine and what is feminine. That's not what the RP is about. The RP is about what gives the best outcomes to men and women in the long term. And as we know, society has never tried this experiment of uh, female empowerment before. I mean, it has in the Roman Empire, and look how that turned out. But Anyway, I mean one could argue that the Roman Empire lasted more than two thousand years, but it, it did collapse the same way that the American Empire is collapsing now, so anyway let's let's continue
4: uh, yeah. but um uh, i yeah, I don't know what the advice would be I'm not sure
3: yeah they that's the thing I think the red pill gets really f- wrong where it's like masculinity embraces. If you look at the yin and yang symbol, it's like, you know, the masculine and the feminine together. And it talks about how masculinity has femininity in it. And I've noticed the red pill have started doing this thing where they're now scared of displaying any feminine traits, even though it's totally normal to have feminine traits, to the point that some of them talk about you shouldn't like music. I think I saw Tristan Tate say, I don't like music. or uh... No, no. But you should vet your music.
0: So what I mean is... If the music has messages that are destructive to masculinity, if the music is a psyop effectively, and there are songs that are like that, then you should refrain from listening to them because music communicates to you consciously, but also subconsciously. You will start to have the thoughts of the things that you're listening to and doing, right? So you have to be careful in uh, your musical choice, I would say.
3: Um, people like, I think Sneeko talks about not liking dancing and stuff like that. And it's, oh, it's a really bizarre yeah, attitude, that's... and it's so incorrect. I don't know how that's become the normal. Obviously, that's ridiculous. I think... Uh, yeah, it's that, just yeah, it's yeah. cringe. That's, yeah. It's just cringe. It's weird as f- yeah. It's weird as f- yeah. I, I'm sort of trying to work out where your, your biggest impact moments were. Like, I, I've got my opinions on it, but I was just, just kind of trying to hear what you think.
4: I mean, probably the recent Red Bull stuff has been my biggest impact. Like, um, Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm glad you did that. You you pulled me back on a few of them. Like um, okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it's one of them ones where I've always kind of you know, been interested in like going to the gym and stuff, and so naturally yep. you start seeing that that messaging growing in that community, and you just sort of take it as given. You're like, okay, maybe this is how we're talking now. But then, uh, yeah, you come along and just I think when they sort of present a factual argument and there's no counter argument to it you just kind of take it as given but i think you've done a lot of work in that and sort of destroying that kind of red pill movement oh yeah and they do a lot of work
0: so destiny went in and tried to dismantle the rp but what what was his actual purpose what his actual purpose was was to get likes views and subscriptions to his channel so he doesn't care who he hurts to get what he wants i mean you've already heard he is an internally driven person he is I think he's naturally Machiavellian. He doesn't care what he says or what he does in order to achieve his goals, right? So he doesn't care that he's destroying by undermining the arguments of the RP, which actually benefit men. What he's doing is hurting men. So he's hurting men for money. That's effectively what he's doing. But he thinks that he's not hurting men. He thinks that he's doing good. And that's what's truly sad. He would be a very helpful ally for the RP's side, but of course nobody has been able to convince Destiny to change his opinions because, I mean, he doesn't want to change, so.
4: Work themselves, destroying themselves, so, yeah.
3: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's going to be dead in, like, two years, or do you think it's going to be it. something like
4: um, Yeah, I think so. I think within a year or two, I think it'll be pretty dead, yeah. But, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, let's continue.
1: We start yeah. okay all right guys so we're just going to listen we're going to put this out there uh which i usually would not
0: this is on the whatever podcast and it's a uh, destiny reacts to amy proving sneaker lied about how good their relationship was
1: i want to put any type of like private business public but this was something that was brought all over twitter something that was made a spectacle of um and it's kind of old news in the sense that like xena and sneaker broke up but there was a whole issue with the girl Lauren De La Grina is her name, right? Uh, where she was essentially saying that due to this lady here and what she witnessed with her eyeballs from this lady here, she was able to definitely, definitively say that, number one, Zena was unhappy, and number two, Sneaker... So, what I found very interesting after speaking to her very briefly is that, I mean, Sneaker maybe flirted with you a little bit, right? I didn't even really take it as that, to be honest. Um.
0: Sneeko, to me, seems very cringe in his dealings with girls. He doesn't seem to know how to actually talk to girls properly. He never learned any game. So he needs to read uh, probably the Rational Male or something because he's not. His way of speaking to girls, he seems to not get it. And I I saw that on the, you know, when Sneeko was the RP Bachelor. It just seems to me that he doesn't know what he's doing.
2: Okay. So, basically, I was on the Fresh and Fit podcast with Zerka, Sneeko, mm-hmm. and Zena had invited me on the show. Mm-hmm. And I was on there with Lauren. That was my first time ever meeting her. Mm-hmm. Super sweet girl. She lives pretty close to me in Orange County. Mm-hmm. And, basically, during the show, I was over on, like, the little couch area. So, I couldn't even really see Sneeko during it. I saw Zerka. He was talking right. the whole time. Whatever. And it's after- hard to miss. Yeah.
0: You see? The, like, all these girls are attracted to Zerka what a surprise six foot five charismatic like he's Chad. so what a surprise
2: <laughs> pretty hard to miss and afterwards uh a big group of us had gone to sushi mm-hmm. and so when we were at sushi there was like an open spot next to Sneeko, like right across from him mm-hmm. and so he started speaking to me he ordered me some sushi and basically he was asking me if i wanted to be on his stream and so Zena, when she told me to come on the podcast had already mentioned that to me
0: why is she talking so fast okay one second let me let's me slow it down I don't understand We're at like.
2: <laughs> Would you like to be on some, like, big streamers' streams? Like, they have you promo, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. And I know streamers, like, they want, like, girls to be on there, you know, of for more views and stuff. So I took it as, like, a business thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I might be down. And then so when he brought it up, I was like, oh, you're the guy she was talking about. Right. Two and two were clicking. And yeah. you were
1: like, okay, let's go.
2: No idea that they had any sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I was just sitting there making conversation. Right. And so Lauren was supposed to get me a ride home. She had offered to drive me home and my friend home, who mm-hmm. I was staying with, but she just got kicked off the show. So she felt awkward eating sushi with everyone. So mm-hmm. Lauren ended up driving her home and then coming back to take me home. Mm-hmm. And basically Sneeko was like, do you need a ride home? And I was like, well, you know, like, she was going to take me, and Lauren was looking at me like, go with him, go with him. And so I was like, okay, I don't really care. It's three minutes down the street. Like, what does it matter, you know? Like, right. maybe-
0: Oh, I see. And Sneaker tried to uh, sleep with her, I guess.
2: Maybe this is, like, a good person to know. Like, I work in social media. I do YouTube. We were talking- <laughs> Bro.
4: <laughs> I don't believe any of this.
0: Okay, one second. Um, let's put it back at normal playback speed
4: i'm so my is bro miami girls and the people down here are just on another world of cat, but okay
0: yeah basically like she's trying to protect her reputation but it's obvious that i mean there's something going on again if a guy offers to drive you home you know what's happening it's gonna be bedroom fun
2: talking about my channel all business stuff like i really didn't think of it as more than that and exactly. i'm not even sure it was yeah and so that- how does
0: she talk so fast i actually slowed her down to 75 percent, and she sounds normal that's insane to me maybe destiny just sped up the video okay back to and i was
2: like okay like we were ready to leave i was like i have to use the restroom he waited for me to use the restroom and during this time and see, I don't, like, know if I'm saying too much. Like, I don't know. No, you're not.
1: You're not. You're this not is just going. the truth. This mm-hmm. is
2: literally just exactly what happened. Right, and
1: everyone's been waiting for you because we've heard everything from Lauren. We've heard everything from other people sharing their stuff and wanting to have a say, yet we've never heard it from the horse's mouth, which is why this is so important that you actually say this right now. You know, I, I think it's very important. To...
0: Okay, let's hear the end of the story. Then we'll end the... Well, end the podcast let the truth come to life
1: yeah and so when i was sitting there
2: like right after he would asked like do i need to ride home mm-hmm. and then i went to the restroom i was like checking my instagram and zina was messaging me mm-hmm. and she was like you're my friend like she was like mad at me or something and i was like what is she talking about like mm-hmm. i don't understand and um they- stop the cop basically like right before this had happened like she had like left the restaurant and i think she was crying she was upset i didn't really know what was going on i had no idea that had anything to do with sneaker.
0: you agreed to to let the guy drive you home you know what it means and then you're uh, you're wondering why the girl is upset hmm okay we're going to end the video there yeah stop the cut hit the like hit the sub hit off notifications drop me a donation like hunteram agino Tom, M, and Bobby, shout-outs to you, most recent Patreon subscriber. Thank you. Drop me a donation, uh, I already said. Buy my books at bit.ly slash books. Shout-out to CurryKid, most recent subscriber. Uh, sorry, most recent purchaser of Strategist Guide to Seduction. My Patreon is patreon.com slash blog. Support me on the podcast by clicking the description link. Scroll down to support the show. Uh, share this video as well. Thank you so much for listening, especially if you listen to the end. I really do appreciate it. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you. Next time.